Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Becky. Um, I am so excited, like, so excited. Amanda finally decided to dive into the world of Renna Morgan and Men of Haven. I did, and it was fantastic. To, cl- to quote Leah, it's delightful there with those men of Haven. It it really is. Um, you know, it's you always hear the audios like on TikTok and stuff where they'll say, you know, stitch this and tell me. And I keep thinking, I need to do one of stitch this and tell me. If you could make all your book friends read one author or one book, what would you make them read? And my answer, 100% of the time, is going to be Renna Morgan. It's it's worth the read. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Um, so on this quick shot of romance, uh, Amanda and I are reviewing Stand and Deliver by Renna Morgan. So this is book five in the Men of Haven series. Leah and I did a... Um, review of book one and we did a review of book seven and then Lindsay and i did a review of book one in renna's nolan knights series which and the only reason i bring that up is because sergey makes a small little appearance (laughs) in this book and i just love him he does and i did actually read that book first i read that book a while ago and it just took me a little bit to to round back around to the men of Haven. So um, it's a magical place to be. Um, we will link the synopsis of this book on our on the shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. The release date for this is June 11th, 2018. This is close proximity co-workers bodyguards. It is romantic suspense. And I would say that Mr. Beckett Tate is a protector hero. Oh, he's 100% a protector hero. Um, the series is the Men of Haven. These are interconnected standalones. I honestly, though, believe you can read these on their own. You can skip around. Um, this one does tie in a little bit to book four in this series because Knox and Beckett are business partners. And we meet Gia, our heroine, in Knox's book. Uh, well, I guess we meet her in book three. Yeah, we meet her in Trevor and Natalie's book. So, um, this is third person, multiple points, dual point of view between the two of them, um, put out percentage is 27% starts with, uh, a kiss after he makes dinner and then it leads to her getting off, but the actual sex doesn't happen until 44% because Knox is an interrupter. Oh, no, it was Beckett. You're right. Knox is the interrupter. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Knox was the interrupter. He interrupts. Knox is great. If you notice that in these books, Knox is constantly, you know. He's hilarious. He's a menace. He's so much fun. And his book is so good, too. So. Um, And then the audiobook for this is Single Narration by John Lane. And I love John Lane. So. Um, I I listened to the audio. It's in Hoopla. These books are published wide by Karina Press, which is part of Harlequin, and um, should be, if they're not in your library, they are requestable to your library. Um, this, is there a third act breakup? No. No. 
Um, I was thinking about it. Renna Morgan rarely does a third act breakup. Yeah, they didn't really have a lot of third act breakups in the series. Like I, there were a couple of dark moments, but there really weren't that many breakups. Yeah. And this one doesn't even really have a dark moment between the two of them. No, it's all outside conflict in this book. Um, so we'll start with our hero, who is one of the Mena Haven. And the concept of the Mena Haven, it is very found family. I guess that's one of our tropes is found family. Um, they are all brothers by choice. Yes. And I really like some of the little stuff they do to show how they submit their family ties. So um, in it, they have a meeting every, is it Wednesdays, Mondays or Wednesdays? They call the rally. Yeah, rally. And this is where it's only the brothers. They come in together and they talk about what's going on in their lives. But they also kind of have to declare themselves when they want to bring a woman into the fold because they don't trust easy. No, and they don't want to bring just anyone into their family, into their family home specifically. Yeah. And um, Jason and Axel, who are the two founding brothers, they um, their mothers were best friends and neighbors and strippers together. And well, hookers. And that's I was going to say, yeah, prostitutes, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they started out stripping and then. Okay. Um, become prostitutes together. Um, and Jason and Axel were raised together. Like they took care of each other. Um, and their moms make this series. Yeah. Sylvie and Nanette are fantastic. Like they're, they're definitely one of the highlights of the series. Um, so like I said, Beckett Tate, he is the fifth brother. And when they come into rally, when you become a member of the Haven, you wear a dog tag, but also you have to bring something from your past life to sit on at rally. Yeah. So they all have a chair that either means something to them or they kind of made. So yeah, I think that's, that's neat. fun. Yeah. Um, so Beckett is he owns a security company with Knox. Knox is the IT guy. Beckett is the strategic planner bodyguard. Yeah, I would I would say that he's definitely like out in the field more and coordinates more of the kind of people that take care of the security end. Um, and he has kind of a rough history. Just all of the men of Haven do. None of them had really great family lives growing, except for um, Zeke. Right. No, book three, Natalie and. Trevor? Trevor. Because Trevor's dad oh, yeah. is still around. Yeah, and he was he was adopted. And yeah. I think Zeke's parents are still around, but they live in Argentina. Somewhere else, yeah. Yeah. But there was a lot of family expectations for him. Okay. Um, so then Gia Sinclair is our heroine, and she's a bit of a femme fatale on top of being a warrior. Oh, she is one of my favorite characters that I've read in a very long time. Like, uh, I, I love a female, like, security person or law enforcement person or agency. Like, any anything that you give me, like, like that for a female character, and I'm, I'm done. She is incredibly 
smart and strategic and but not so sometimes when we get a strong powerful woman like this an author will write her to be almost like conniving and Gia is not conniving but she is cunning and competitive oh absolutely you know she wants to be on top she wants to prove to everyone that she is the right person for the job and that she can do this in a man's world for the most part and she has a similar she has a security company and runs like protective ops for politicians movie stars um people you know celebrities and stuff like that uh but gia's family so while beckett is the product of foster care and running away and stuff like that gia has the very southern expectant family yeah and they they have money so her father's like a big shot attorney and her mom kind of runs the house and does charity and but public her events, mom was right? also an attorney well her mom was also an attorney that's how they met each other the mom and dad yeah and she but she's not doing that anymore right she's right. kind of like running the okay yeah so dif- definitely different backgrounds well, and Gia herself had like tons of family expectations on her and she rebelled to the point that they had like picked out and mapped out how her life should be and who she was going to marry. And they had picked their friend's son that lived next door, Judd. Mm-hmm. Which, he's a terrible, terrible person. He's a terrible human being. Um, then... Um, so Gia takes this, I didn't write a ton of notes because I, I just love this book and I can ramble about this series forever. Yeah. Um, so Gia gets an opportunity. Her father offers her a chance to bid on a security job for a governor of Florida who has the potential for a presidential run. Yes. And, and it's in Atlanta. And it's right? in Atlanta, it's in, yeah. which is her home territory. Um, yes. And she has the chance to bid on this security job and she does and she gets it. But previous to that, there's another instance that happens where she's in a competitive um, shooting competition at a range and her gun goes off accidentally and almost hits somebody. Yes. One of the people in the crowd and it was basically just like a hair trigger like she barely touched it and it went off so it definitely malfunctioned it was nothing she did and i think it shows like she's devastated because she doesn't mess up like that yeah i mean she's yeah she and she's completely blaming herself to start with and as soon as beckett and knox get wind of things that are happening you can basically see beckett's whole like all the wheels spinning in his brain. And this is where the protector. But I I think what I like so much about the way Renna Morgan writes heroes is they never overtake and control. No, they're definitely supportive on on the more supportive end for protectors. And he let her go forward, but all the while you could see that he was in his own way constantly observing constantly checking trying to figure out what had happened with her yeah while still letting her handle it to an extent that you know she didn't feel like he was 
horning in on her situation too much. Another thing Renna Morgan likes to do is give us, she gives us a variety of women in this series. So Gia is the professional, um, but she could have been one of those professionals because she's in a man's world that she wasn't feminine, but she absolutely was, you know, um, when you describe what she wears and how she looks, classy and feminine to a T. Yes, a hundred percent. And she's, you know, and she has like, kind of like her, her hidden feminine side as well. She has like a very, um, feminine bedroom and she likes to wear nice things under her clothes. And, you know, she's still very feminine while having this complete badass exterior. But in other books, we get female characters for, um, heroines in the other books that some aren't overly feminine you know I look at Gabe she's not she's a mechanic and you know she talks about how uh Zeke dresses better than she does oh yeah I mean and I think it's it's true that it's they're very true to character you know it's not just a well I'm gonna give you this type of heroine she's going to be this 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 and this i feel like every heroine in this series has their own unique personality and it fits them so i would say that this book the feels in this book are absolutely empowerment of your partner and um but there's also this like protector vibe and you have the romantic suspense um but the chemistry between these two because they had been kind of flirting around each other um throughout the series yeah and I think you know they were both attracted to each other and I think Gia had a little bit more of a crush on Beckett and you know she kind of lets him know in a drunken moment um you know and once he realizes that she has the same kind of attraction to him like he's completely in like there's no doubt he's just all the way in and even though she kind of questions whether or not they can kind of have a working relationship and a personal relationship, like she doesn't waffle for very long either. And it's like, they're both just all in um, with each other. And Beckett obviously has abandonment issues and he is constantly striving because his mother left when he was like two months old or something like that. Yeah, very young. And um, because of that, he's constantly, you know, seeking he was diagnosed i don't remember what she called it sensory sensory processing disorder and so he constantly is seeking um touch touch like he his love language is touch he needs touched and he there were things that i reading this because this is probably my third or fourth time reading this that i hadn't picked up previous that rena does so the very soft t-shirts that he wears, you know, where his hands yeah. are constantly, you know, the worn jeans. Yeah. It's, it's, I really enjoyed that part. I actually, um, I have a little process, a sensory processing disorder in the opposite way. And I don't think I even realized it until I read it in another book that it's like a thing, you know, it's like, I have a really hard time with loud noises and, sometimes touch it it just depends and Rena put a note in here about how it manifests differently and I thought that was really well done and I just like the whole time I was reading 
Beckett. I was just like, I love him. Like, I just like everything about him. It was just like, I was like, okay, you know, I will rub your back. I will, you know, (laughs) whatever you need. Like, I can't, I can't even right now, like talk. I'm so like, I love him. I liked how he opened himself up and was vulnerable enough to tell Gia because he wanted to put it out there because he couldn't handle the rejection. He couldn't handle the not if she wasn't okay with his need to touch her or be touched all the time. He just didn't know, you know, he knew that he couldn't handle the rejection. Yeah. And, and that was just, that was another thing. Like he was, he was very vulnerable, but she never, she never doubts him. She completely understands like how he explains it. And they were just all in. And I just, I loved like the whole situation. Um, favorite part in the book or favorite part um, of the book? Favorite part of the book. Probably when he, when he makes her dinner, when he makes her the gumbo oh. and it, like, it just, you know, he brings her in and he's like, you know, I'll, you know, he tells her, he's like, I'll be your safe place. Like I will, you know, we're going to, we're going to make this work. We're going to do this. So, you know, just kind of like come over, we'll talk about it. She thinks she's going to go over to talk about why it won't work. And he's like, no way. Like he, he makes her dinner and like he, he comes up behind her while they're making pie. It's just, that that was my favorite. I think what's yours. Do you have like a different favorite after I, you read it this time? I do. My favorite part is I love how she constantly says to Sylvie and Annette, but I don't cook, but I don't cook. But then she decides that pancakes and then I liked, you know, a little later on where we get pancakes again. And it just, it's so sweet. And, you know, I love these books because they go back to Haven, which is the family compound that, you know, everybody kind of lives at on the weekend. And I just, I love that. Um, I love this series and I'm glad you loved it too. Yeah, this was, it, it was just a good read all around, but this one was Hand, hands above probably like my my favorite so. stand and deliver is one of my it, it probably is my top in this series and i think it's because of gia herself yeah um but then you know there's something powerful about um callie and danny's book and i really like trevor and nicole's book i just if i start sitting here it's like there isn't one that i'm like oh that was just okay no, I didn't have any of those either. I think um, the only thing for me was because I read them in order and this one in particular was my very, very favorite that I was kind of in a hangover portion for Axel's book and for Danny's book. So I don't think I got the full effect of those two because I was so just like caught up from this one. So we had an 18 month wait from this book to Axel's book. And then it was two and a half years from Axel's book to Danny's book. And again, this is one of those where people who are like, oh, I binge read, I binge read. You will never understand the pain of requesting these books from my library. And I would get book three before you get book two. And you have to make the decision, am I going to wait 
and how close am I to getting book two? Do I turn book three and restart my holdover? Like it was a thing because these were again books I found because of my library. Yeah, I didn't have that with with this series, but I've definitely, you know, experienced that numerous times. Yeah, I mean, it might have been like a little bit better for me to wait after this one before the other two, but but I just, I really loved all the books. Um, I do. I like them all too. So uh, Amanda, thanks so much for hanging out. Thanks for reading Renna Morgan. Thanks for recommending it and finally, you know, getting me to read it. So so those of you that are listening, if you haven't read Renna Morgan's book, I'm telling you. If you love me, read them now. (laughs) Um, Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 